Hey guys, it's Gail Kim, former TNA knockout and Hall of Famer, and you are listening to the Ringside Podcast. You are listening to the Ringside Podcast. Welcome to Ringside. The show that brings you all that is pro wrestling news, interviews, and opinions. Oops, I'm breaking the fourth wall. You know what? You know what? You just made the list. Really? With Daniel Spencer. The jabroni beaten. (laughs) Pie eaten. Jeremy Wallman. That I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And Eric Cornish. And I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. And now, let's ring the bell and start the show. Welcome to the Ringside Podcast. I'm Daniel Spencer. I'm Jeremy Woman. And I'm Eric Cornish. All right. And we got a special guest today. First of all, thank you, thank you guys for being uh bearing with us as we were getting through some technical difficulties from the last show we recorded that the show that never aired because some kind of something happened. I'm not sure what that was, but whatever. It was a good show. It was a great show. It really was. Really good. Take our word for it. So people are going to people are going to assume we're giving it a lot of credit and that it just like ended with a bunch of sparklers or something, it, yeah. but it didn't. Yeah. It actually was a really good show. It was a really good show, and the ending was uh, was good. Um, so, uh, but when Jeremy jumped on top of Daniel to protect him from what happened, that was the best part. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, I thought it was you, Eric. Honestly, I didn't know it was him. So we wanted to come back with a bang, uh, you know, uh, look at that pun there. Uh, so uh, we, we got uh, so OVW's uh, uh, commentator, uh, uh, your, your, your uh, co-host commentator or whatever. My kick in the side. Yeah, there he is. kick in the side. <laughs> Mr. AJ McKay. AJ, welcome to the show. What's going on, guys? We are Just dealing with Daniel. Yeah, I've never heard Daniel speak before. This is new for me. I just see him usually flapping his arms. So, yeah, you see me yelling at people too. <laughs> yeah, I never can hear what you're saying though. So I'm like, he does have a voice. Getting knocked the f- out sometimes too, as well. <laughs> that's Eric. Those part. are my favorite. Oh, that's that's Jeremy's favorite lot. part. Yeah, that's my favorite part. Guys, but uh, AJ, it's good to have you on, and uh, we appreciate you. Uh, it's kind of a short notice. We uh, and I, we, you know, being available so, such a short notice, we appreciate that too as well. Hey, I'm, I actually, um, I don't do anything on Mondays, so you got lucky. So. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers. <laughs> this is my official, fir- this is my first uh, wrestling podcast oh, wow. as a wrestling commentator. So okay. I've done a lot of podcasts in my normal job or my normal gig, but this is my first wrestling podcast. So um, I don't know if this is going to be great or if you just, you know, you're just nuts and decided down oh, and we couldn't book anybody else. So we'll take him. Well, a lot of people on Mondays in the wrestling world don't do anything. So that's pretty, you're, you're sitting right in. <laughs> Oh, that's, awesome. that, awesome. that's not true. You know, that's to say, oddly enough, that is how we decided on our host for the show. We were just like, nobody else wants to do it. And it's like Daniel. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, but to be fair, he does work two different places on Tuesday somehow. So you know. <laughs> I, am the, I am the Rick root of referees. Yes. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, well, maybe that'll change though. Uh, uh, if the rumors are true. Um, but, um, yeah, so AJ, let's let's kind of talk about uh, kind of give your start of how you how long you've been a fan, how you got in the business, and and tell a little bit about yourself. 
Oh, geez. Um, I've been a 30 plus year fan of wrestling. I grew up um, here in Louisville and my dad used to take me to the Louisville Gardens every Tuesday night. Not every, but most Tuesdays we we had ringside seats. And, you know, so I grew up on the Moondogs and the Sheepherders and Lawler and Dundee and handsome Jimmy Valiant and Randy Poffo before he was Savage and um, you know, so I've just been, I've been a fan for a long time and I'm a voice actor by trade. I used to work in radio, so I've done promo work for WWE, uh, TNA. Um, I used to re-announce MMA fights, you know, so I'm, I've kind of always been around, um, that part or, you know, just I, cause I'm not an athletic person at all, but, um, I love wrestling and MMA and anything to do with that. I just, you know, I just use my mouth for, you know, it's the only thing that sounds really bad, but I, <laughs> it's the only thing I'm good at is is flapping my gums. Let's put it that way. <laughs> I'm glad you followed hey, it. Well, up. here's I'm, I mean I had to fix that because I knew dealing with you guys, well, I knew that could turn. Man, he'll be really he'll quickly. be in the WWE before you know it. Hey, <laughs> a lot of people in the wrestling business has made it big by using their mouth. Let's just put yes, it that true. way. Well, well there's that. No, 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 I'm talking about promos and and you know oh. stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. Good night, America. <laughs> <laughs> good night. Try the veal. I'll be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, awesome, awesome. Now, um, when you came on board with OVW, like, wh- where did that connection come? Like, where did that start? So, where did that uh, open up, blossom? Oddly enough, I used to work with radio, uh, in radio with Eric, and uh, he called me out of the blue one day and said, "Hey, uh, so you still want to do something with wrestling?" And I'm like, "Sure. What do you got?" And I literally thought I was coming in to you know do a little ring announcing or or whatever, and uh, I wound up on overdrive with Eric. <laughs> so I'm like, all righty then, you know, I, I mean, mean it, it was a surprise to me as much as anybody else, but uh, <laughs> we, uh, AJ and I were real close to being morning show partners on a station in Louisville a while yeah. back. Uh, we, we were, you know, t- two would have been two thirds of a morning show. And on the day that we decided, yes, AJ's the guy we're bringing in. He jumped ship. And uh, you went love to, to rehash that, don't you, Cornish? <laughs> he, went, he went across was the this, street to the this, competition. Was this, was this was this the one you told me about with uh, a, a, another well-known locally uh, radio show like host guy that yes. no longer is with that same radio station? No, 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 oh, no, okay, gotcha. no, was no, something different? no. Actually, this is a, this is a station that no longer is exists. Um, <laughs> but uh, the the legendary Linda Lambert. Oh, uh, yeah, people two point three the max. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, yeah, people in Louisville might know uh, that myself and Linda uh, hosted the morning show for a short time, and uh, we were looking for a third person. She knew AJ. That's she introduced me to AJ. And uh, we got to talking, and the first thing we figured out is we both love wrestling. So uh, we spent about, I don't know, an hour out in the hall talking about wrestling as Linda walks by and like, oh, no, no, maybe I made the wrong decision. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> so so the day the day that we decided we were going to bring him on, yeah, he was like, uh, no, sorry, guys, I, I got another job. So I realized I don't like to wake up until 11, so <laughs> mornings aren't for me. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, so when it happened that, you know, I, I started working with OVW and he's like, hey, what are, what are you doing there? And I said, well, you know, it just so happens uh, all of our announcers are gone. So do you want to, you know, you want to come over here because I'm, I'm starting to do some more stuff. And uh, and then lo and behold, they put us together, threw us on overdrive and and we're having a lot of fun. And when he says throw like literally, oh, yeah. We went into TV that night. I had been sitting in the audience, just taking notes, getting to know, you know, the wrestlers and watching the product and literally walked in and they were like, um, Hey, so you guys are going to go on overdrive tonight. I'm like, Oh, okay. 
And yeah, that was my introduction to OVW. <laughs> let me and, and let me tell you something else too that I got to give AJ a shout out because he, he since he's come on board, it's not just you've done this um, you know commentary thing and done a amazing job, but you've also helped with a lot of production behind the scenes, things that needed to be done. Oh, um, thanks. And you've went in there and you've kind of you know used your um, your expertise and said we can do this, 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 and and it's made I know Al's life much easier uh, in a lot of ways. And uh, and you're not even done. And that's just you know I know you have other ideas and other things that you've shared to me, shared with Eric, I'm sure, um, and that you've mentioned to Al that is coming up in, you know, in the future with this new um, new regime of, of ownership and what they're what they're doing with us. So I'm 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 excited that. But kudos though for what you've. Uh, what you've done and help make the product overall just better. Oh, thanks, man. That's not, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, you can ask Eric, I'm a busybody. I don't like to sit idle. You know, if I'm going to do, if I'm going to do something, I do it 150%, you know, and I'm an overachiever. So sometimes I get, I get too much involved and I have to pull myself back, but um, you know, I'm just at the end of the day, I'm about winning. I'm about making sure everybody on the team wins and we put our best product out there and, you know, I mean, I've got 30 years plus in, in, in the business um, in broadcasting. So I figure why not help? You know, if, if I have the, the skills and the ability to, to do that, you know, I, I need to be all in, you know. So that's kind of my motto in life is just to be all in. Well, that, that, they're, they're in Jacksonville, but uh, so, <laughs> just playing. Um, which who knows our guys were in Jacksonville recently too. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and, uh, like I said, you've made a lot of things, uh, better. And like I said, it, it's been pretty cool. I even, you even got to, uh, do Eric's job when he wasn't there one, one day. Yeah, uh, that's fun. That's scene. talk about walking a, a, a high wire though. I mean, um, <clears throat> literally Eric was out, so I'm on commentary. I'm ring announcing, and, you know, I've got guests coming out, guest commentators, wrestlers that are coming out every match. So it's a new partner every time. And that was, I'm like, don't ever do that again, Eric. <laughs> hey, it's not my fault. My, my son put me in quarantine and, you know, what, what was I going to do? So, but no, um, that's, it's a, you know, it, it, there's nothing like live TV. And especially when you have somebody in your ear, you know, trying to give you cues. And Eric does a great job. Uh, with that. So, I mean, if I can be his backup and back him up there, then I'm great with that. Uh, as long as I don't have to do it on a regular basis, <laughs> I can so pitch Jeremy, 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 I think this is your first time beating AJ. Uh, prior to the show. Yeah. Well, there you go. I, I, mean, I know who he is, though. Trial by fire, just like us being thrown That's into true. overdrive. There, there you true. go. So, any, any anything that you want to know about AJ or our relationship or what we do on overdrive? Um, well, the fact he puts up with you, that, that makes him a good guy in my books to start off with. But uh, yeah. <laughs> you mentioned you had done some stuff, uh, some voiceover work with WWE and TNA. What would I have, where would I have heard your voice before? Which, what oh, classic God. things? Yeah. Um, well, I, I do, um, I was doing a lot of, uh, uh pay-per-view work. So, um, you know, okay. the recorded promos, uh, leading up to pay-per-views and I book all that through my agents. I have eight different agents all over the country. I got a couple overseas as well. So See, he's um, big time. You're not big time, Daniel. He's big time. <laughs> I never I said he wasn't, that. never said I was. I, <laughs> I wouldn't go that far with it. Um, but no, like I love what I do. And I mean, voiceover is my main career. So, 
Um, you know, I do promo work for USA Network, TNT, you know, different shows, oh. but wrestling, I've always had that wrestling connection. So anytime I can do promo work, uh, you know, where I'm promoting different wrestling shows, I, I love that stuff. I mean, that's right in my, my wheelhouse. So really cool. Really cool. I mean, like, like, for example, I think uh, something you've done, at least it, it, you mentioned promo work and stuff like that. And I think you've told me this, or maybe I'm wrong, but like if they were coming to Louisville or whatever, and there would be a, a commercial on TV, you would do that like, hey, WWE Live, blah, 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 you know. Right. I, I yeah. would do uh, radio and TV spots for, for the, the touring, you know, the on-tour dates. Uh, and then I would also do um, the inserts for uh, the story vignettes that lead up to, you know, whether like uh, Crown Here Jewel, you. for an example. Here you go. You want me to play it for you? Uh, uh -oh. He's not going to share it. I'll share it. Here we uh. go. <laughs> He's live at the KFC Yum Center and televised around the world. Uh, then it's 30 seconds to Mars, but yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I've got all of my demos are on my website and I, um, like I worked on crown jewel, um, a while back. So I did the, the vignettes leading up to the, you know, the triple H Shawn Michaels versus Kane and the undertaker. Um, you know, so it promos it's, were better than the match. Good job. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, there's that. <laughs> you said that. I didn't, if my agents are listening, I didn't say that. <laughs> Well. So, yeah, it's it's a blast, though. I, I love doing it because, I, I you know, it's a character in itself. So if you're doing right. something for The Undertaker, you know, you can get very dark and it's very this and it's all very movie trailer kind of, you know. So yeah. it's fun. It's something different. Keeps me entertained. Yeah, well, uh, no offense to uh, Travis, uh, who does our intro, but we're, we should have used AJ for that. I'm just playing. No. <laughs> what were you thinking? Uh, I mean, Eric was the one that gave me Travis, not AJ. I don't know why. Well, you know, oh. I'd been estranged from AJ for too long. Now, trust me, he won't get out of my head. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, Travis does a good job in our opening intro, which you all heard it beforehand. And uh, Plus, I thought know. AJ would charge me. Yeah, see, there you go. <laughs> he probably, now that he now that he knows us, he would be like, "Oh, I would have done that, no problem." But yeah, before yeah, I would have done what that. Podcast is this? Yeah, I need, I need, uh, I need, I need money, pal. Uh, I need, uh, I need about three fifty. Yeah, three yeah, fifty. I need three fifty. <laughs> um, you're right. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's uh, it's pretty cool to hear all that. Like I was blown once you said it. Like it just it makes sense why they would use you know like have have voiceover work to do that kind of stuff. I mean, we do it too as well at OVW. Eric is, you know, the OVW VO guy here, you know, is what he is, his little, uh, his tagline online, which I don't I know. I can't, I can't get where I can book work in OVW because he's got it all. I'm like, geez, Cornish. <laughs> well, no, you did, no, trust me. I pawn a lot of it off on him. I'm <laughs> yeah, like, hey man, saying, you want to do some of this? He has done a couple of things. So I, I don't want to say, I don't want to see that, but, but the YTA thing is, you know, kind of been, uh, Eric's thing, but I have, yeah, you're right. You have done a couple of other stuff too for the pay-per-views and whatnot, which right. OVW's next pay-per-view is um, the same pay-per-view. I'm promoting like two pay-per-views on the same day. So you just got to pick which one you're going to choose, but I know, April, right? April 24th, uh, you've got OVW's uh, next, next shot at pay-per-view. Is there a name for that yet? I, I don't think we've come up with one yet. Um, and by the way, just uh, kudos to Eric because all of those YTA promos, he um, he just does that off the top of his head. He write, I don't even know if you write it down. I don't even write it. No, you just make I, it up as you. And I'm like, it's all wow. ad lib. Yeah. And, and, and in 15 seconds, like just 15. like that. 
Actually, yeah. it's actually it's like nine and a half inside the little donut where it's oh, like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> it's like I got nine and a half seconds to just basically summarize what happened on each episode. And usually by the next morning at about nine o'clock, our producer is going, hey, you got that for me yet? I'm like, I literally woke up at three. <laughs> Come on, now, man. now that Fight TV is airing on Thursdays, you got to be quicker uh, on that thing. I know. I know. Uh, what, what, so so the future is now. Do you say that after Every episode is that already keyed in the future. That's already keyed now. in. Yeah. Oh, okay. That part's keyed in, and the beginning is already keyed in. Where it's like you know this, this week, week on, on OVW, OVW TV, yeah, right, right. and then the middle, I've got nine and a half seconds to just summarize <laughs> it all. And it's funny because the last couple of episodes I've noticed, and I don't know who who does the titles of the episodes on like YouTube and on you know on the network and all that stuff. But we they all, use know who something. Does it. It's the same person that does it all. I don't so. know if it is. There's a couple different people, but anyway, they've used uh, whoever does it has used part of what I put in there oh, okay, uh, cool. as the as the title, and because because I've tried to be creative, you know, a little more creative as things go along. But like the last one was, uh, you know, cash flow. You go to you know cash is barred. So I said at the end, you know, something like Omar Amir goes to a local establishment, which turns out to be a cash bar, you know, and then they named the episode, the cash bar, so which I thought, I thought was it. clever. That was very, I'll yeah. give you credit for that one. Cornish. You won't hear me say nice things about you often, but <laughs> that was good. That was a guy. I'm like, Oh, punny, very punny. Hey, that's, that's me <laughs> now. So all of us have, have dabbled a little bit in radio and Jeremy, you've, uh, you know, you've dabbled a little bit in radio over the, over the years as well as podcasting. So, uh, you, you know, did, did you ever run in, did you ever cross AJ's path at all in any kind of in, in industry at all? No, no, actually, cause my radio, I was at, uh, ESPN 93.9 for about four years. So mine was just strictly sports related. So now this is my first time meeting AJ. Well, that's, that was here, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm so not sportsy at all. Like wrestling and (laughs) MMA is all I do. I football, basketball. I'm clueless. I really am. That's awful to say, but I am. Yeah, you so. you spent the uh, the bulk of your time, I guess, with well, I guess the company that's now Alpha Media, but has been through a few different changes, right? Yeah, I mean, I grew up like I started in radio when I was fifteen. Uh, my parents used to have to drive me to work, and I worked at a little AM country station at Second and Broadway downtown in Louisville. And uh, then I started working at, at uh, ninety nine seven DJX when I was, I think, seventeen. And I was there, you know, through like 1996. I, I left and went to Alabama for eight years and came back in 2004. So, I mean, I haven't had a ton of radio jobs, but I've had longevity at every station I've worked for. So, but, I, you know, and I left radio in 2010. So, um, but yeah, I mean, I, and I, Louisville's always been home. It's always going to be home. Uh, I'm an only child, so it's just me and my mom now. So, you know, until she's ready to move to, to Los Angeles with me, I'm here, <laughs> you know. But it was good thing. quarantine, though, and this whole pandemic has learned that, honestly, with you being a voiceover guy, you can basically do your work anywhere, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I literally converted um, one of my, my bedrooms into a studio, and I'm actually sitting in a walk-in closet, which I converted into a voiceover booth. So you can work from anywhere. You, I don't have to live in Los Angeles, but um, it, it's better for networking and, you know, kind of shaking and howdying with people and, and you know, growing your brand, if you will. But you don't have to live in Los Angeles. You can live anywhere and, and work from anywhere. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thing. So now, um, 
watch him wrestling. So, so as far as being involved now, what would you, you know, being that you've watched it and, and been a fan and maybe you knew a little bit of backstage stuff, but when it comes to like being from seeing a story created and then, and then like, you know, going, coming to the beginning to the end, I guess of it, whether, whether it's a two week story, a, a three month story, whatever, what's your take on seeing that and being, a, being, being a part of that as far as, you know, cause you're, you know, you also sit in on some of the meetings and stuff when creative goes up to stuff and maybe even right. pitch some of these ideas. So what's your take on taking that process compared to, you know, just just being a fan or just being a part of business, but now like being in, really involved and in, integrated. In, in well, it's the, the psychology of it for me is, um, you know, because at the end of the day, it's about telling stories and it's about um, evoking emotions in people. And I love that's my, one of my favorite parts of being an OVW is being on the creative side of things. And, you know, um, Al is open, you know, He's open. It's an open book. You can pitch. You know, you can throw out ideas and and say whatever you want. And they're not all going to be award winners, but uh, you know your your point of view is valid. You know, it's it, it, you f- you feel like you can freely speak and offer up suggestions suggestions. And uh, as in life, nothing is original anymore. So, like you go, I go back to you know when I was a kid watching the the old Memphis shows and you know going to the gardens and you know and you just try to pick pieces of things and, and spin them for the modern era, you know, um, and hopefully something sticks, but I love the psychology. I mean, Al is just a genius, um, when it comes to creative and, uh, I love studying under him, if you will. I love just listening to him speak about something he's been so passionate about for so long. So that's, that's the fun part for me really is the creative stuff. Yeah. It's, and I, it's go ahead. I'm sorry, Eric. Go ahead. I was gonna say, and I think uh, this may be a little, just a slight peek behind the curtain, but I, I know that at least parts of your ideas have been picked up already, which I think is pretty cool in the short time you've been there. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, one of one of the latest, at least that you had a part in creating, is the the Dimes protein powder. Yeah. Well, it's funny <laughs> if any, if you ever go to a live show or if you ever if the camera ever gets a tight shot of Dimes protein powder. It, it's actually the label has him. It's a picture of him on the protein label and it's an actual label. And it's things like that, that I create. Like I, I'm all about visuals and props. Like it has to make sense. You can't just send him out with a, you know, just a empty bu- or like a blank bucket with no, it's, it's, sh- it's a show, you know, it's, it's Hollywood, you know? So that's where I come in with the TV background. Um, you know, don't just say, Oh, this is, you know, this is my protein powder, you know, right. show them. You know, it's and it's little things like that that just, you know, humor me more so than anything. But, <laughs> but yeah, like uh, those kind of ideas. You know, you throw things out like that, and I and I'll say, you know, somebody will throw something out, and I'll say, well, why don't we do so and so? You know, why don't we add curtains to you know the Reverend Ronnie's segment in the ring just to kind of dress it up a little bit and you know make it look more like a church atmosphere? And it's just simple things well, like that. And that's if you ever watched, you know, um, you know, the Cutting Edge or. Um Shit! What was Jericho's uh, gimmick called? Um, the highlight reel. Highlight reel. Highlight reel. Yeah, thanks, yeah. Jeremy. Highlight reel, oh. or um, uh, Christian show, or or Piper's show, bed, or yeah. whatever. I mean, every they had like decorations behind them or something set up. So you've got to literally that it dresses it and makes it like, oh, this is this segment now, and this is what it is, and that's you know, and and that's something that before you wouldn't have you know, like we just. 
the bad thing about and I'm not knocking. I love OVW. Of course, it's it's, it's one of my favorite places. I've grown up all the li- all my life and been a part of it. Now being a part of it and has helped get me to the uh, impact and other levels too as well. So I appreciate OVW so much. But one of the things that always upset me is that it was kind of like, well, uh, it, it what some things weren't taken seriously. Like really put in all production. It's just because of the nature of where well, we're the indies and this is what we got to do, you know, or whatever. This is kind of, we got to get it out there or whatever. We'll, we'll maybe next time. Oh, oh crap. We forgot. Cause it, you know, things like that are, are not on everybody's mind until, right. oh, we're about to go out there in five minutes to go and do this, do this segment. So like having, and that's one of the things I've done myself on the, on the ringside, making the ropes look good, do, taking care of all the, the office, the, the mats. So we just got new canvases and aprons that are going to uh, go, air soon and like making sure it looks beautiful because for a while it looked like shit you know because no right. one no one cared it's and, about presentation really right and so having that things like that and having people to do these things helps al tremendously because al can't do it all does right. al does al think about all that yes but then he's like he thinks about it and then he gets sidetracked and next thing you know he's he's doing 10 other things and then oh well we got to do this in five minutes and uh, just we'll go out there and do it but now right. having people to take care of all that, you know, and having dressing up a, a segment or making the ring look beautiful or whatever it is, you don't have to, um, you know, it looks like we are somebody now instead of just another indie show out there, you know? Right. And, I, you know, I mean, you have to look at the, you know, the amount of stuff that's on Al's shoulders on a daily basis. You know, I mean, you've got two shows that you have to plan for every week and, you know, and. You book matches and sometimes for whatever reason, folks can't show up or, you know, car issues or weather. And so you have to swap things out quickly. And, and, you know, so anything that I can do to just kind of help out behind the scenes, wherever I can, I'm, I'm down for that. You know, that's kind of, you know, let me, let me help doll things up and make everything look flashy, you know, for, for on camera. And and then that frees him up to worry about everything else. And if anybody's listening to this, who you're, you know, inspiring to be a wrestler, a referee, a ring announcer, you know, whatever. It, just want to get in the business, and and that's the attitude to have is just to help out in any way possible. Do that whether it's sweeping the the floor, whether it's holding a wire, the cord for the cameraman, you know, things like that. Just different, th- or you know, hey, let me let me help you run out in this, run out in the ring and and dress the setup for you know Reverend Ronnie's you know show or. Um, you know, helping, you know, just so many different things you could, you could do. And that right there will help you get opportunities. So if you're, if you're showing, even at an indie show, you show up to an indie show and you're looking to get a spot, walk around and do a hundred other things. And I promise you a spot will magically open up because it always does for those. You can ask Eric. I mean, it's like in radio, you, you know, nowadays you, you, you can't just go in and, and be on the air. You have to, you have to be a jack of all trades. You have to be able to do you know, use a Photoshop and, and know how to do web design and, and, you know, help out in, in promotions. And, and, you know, you have to be a be all end all. And I think with any business, the more that you can help the product and the more things that you can do to make yourself available and present, I think in anything that you do in life, uh, I think that's going to carry you far as opposed to, Oh, well, I do this one thing and that's all I do. And I I can't do anything else. You know, who are you going to look at? I've seen a, a plenty of radio people fall by the wayside just because they were they were radio personalities and that's all they were and they, they refused to be anything else and and then you know so if you ever wonder why some of your favorite radio personalities aren't around anymore and you miss them 
that could be part of it. And, and, you know, you just got to be willing to do more and you got to be willing to, you know, wear as many hats as you can. That's just, you know, the nature of the beast. You know, Jeremy, Jeremy runs a, um, it's no, no secret here, but AJ, if you don't know, he runs a uh, website, Cardinal Sports Zone, and he has a podcast too as well. But I mean, Jeremy, you've dealt with, and I'm not trying to get you to bury people or whatever, but you've dealt with people on your own website as far as coming in and being like, Oh, you know, the, this person works harder, so this person's going to do this. But the person that doesn't do as much, you're like, okay, after so long, you're gone, right? I mean, you've, you know, yeah, yeah, part, yeah, part of ways in a in a respectful way. Yeah, um, no, without a, without a doubt, you got people that, and this is throughout the beginning, like eight eight years ago, uh, you had people that wanted to they wanted to have the sideline passes to go to the games, but they didn't want to write the stories up. And it's the people that got in there and were like, let's do the grunt work. And those are the people that I started rewarding. Hi, Paige. I'm not going to say any names or anything, but uh, Paige was one of them. <laughs> uh, no, I don't mind burying her. She buries herself daily on Twitter. But but nevertheless, but no, I, I get exactly what you're talking about. And, and it's honestly, as much crap as I give Daniel, the reason he's where he is today is because that's what he did. He did all the brown no I mean hard work and <laughs> no no honest, honestly he 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 went in and did everything that nobody else wanted to do and that's where he, that and the fact he can count to three I guess no, that's why he's at right now. 100%. No, and he, and you will, you know, if you, you get backstage and, and Daniel's hard at work and he's, he's putting the card together and let everybody know, you know, where they need to be, especially, you know, the referees, he's given them their assignments and, and, you know, he, he got noticed by impact by doing that, you know, just by doing what he always does. And when they showed up to the show, they saw what he was doing and that's why he is where he is. So yeah, kudos to you as well. Thank yeah. you guys. Appreciate that. Don't know how we get on this whole tangent, but uh, but I mean that's really it's important for <laughs> you. You brought it up so we could we could uh, give you compliments. That's how it, that's how we got on the tangent. Well, well, I mean, hey, this what's show, something I, none of them can deny? <laughs> this is this is something that never happens on this show. It's me getting compliments. That is damn sure uh, the truth. So I have that uh, effect on people. <laughs> all right. Now let's talk about you getting bumped all the time. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know. All right, so um, so AJ, now let's let's talk a little bit about you as a fan, and of course, I know that you still watch wrestling today, even though you're in in the wrestling business. You still watch the other products out there, your WWE, your Impact, your AEW, Ring of Honor, maybe I don't know. Is that true? Am I am I right in assuming that? Yeah, I mean, I flip around. Um, full disclosure, I I used to watch everything WWE all the time, every time it aired, and I'm. I've kind of cut back. I just watch NXT now. Uh, I watch AEW. I do watch some Ring of Honor stuff. I watch some NWA, um, you know, whatever I can catch uh, streaming. But um, I used to be rabid about it uh, back in the day, you know, with all the WWE stuff. But, um, you know, I, I dig NXT. It just has a different feel for me. I've kind of gotten away a little bit from the Raw and the SmackDown. And I don't know if that's because of the loss of the live crowd. It just doesn't feel... Sparky enough for me. Uh, I I don't feel I don't know. I just it's it's changed, and I, maybe I'll sparks. go back. That's why he watches AEW. Yeah. So well, <laughs> now, there you go. <laughs> like the sparklers, <laughs> Ricky Sparks. Uh, um, um, but uh, but no. I, so yeah. I mean, I um, I get that. You know, as far as you know that goes. I we've talked about the show before. I haven't really watched. WWE Raw and SmackDown as much. I like play catch up, so to speak. Right. Um, like just the other night, I was texting. We were watching the pay per view, 
or at least I was, or we were talking about it, and I go, when in the world did this thing happen? It was like about two weeks ago. I'm like, what? Like, I yeah. had no idea. You know, and I'm just, yeah. I'm seeing the little, like, which, thank God they do that, is that they show that little three-minute, four-minute program of what, what you're about to watch, which right. I think... They let anybody watch something. Like I could go back and watch an old pay per view and know what you know, know the storyline behind this. It match. used to be it used to be real annoying. Like when I would watch all the time and yeah. I would watch nonstop. I'm like, oh my god, I don't need to see all this again. And now <laughs> that that I've kind of like been out of the loop, it's nice to go back and exactly. watch these packages. They're really good at catching you up. You yeah, know, they are. <laughs> they are. Which I think is something that. I feel like, and AJ, I don't know if this is something you've you were a part of, but I feel like that's something we've we're trying to bring into the the fold at OVW for the for the Super Saturday Night Specials. If yeah, and and I think that that's important. Hopefully, um, you um you know bring that uh, or help bring that even more for the especially the April twenty fourth show. But but yeah, so it, it's um it's one of those things where you know I I. Uh, like I just I'm not it's not that I'm I granted I, I know I'm a bias with impact I get that but I'm not, I'm not even really watching AEW very much and so I'm trying to keep up with that as much and NXT and of course I got Hulu now and I watch it a day after so it's that and that's that, yeah that's what I do too I mean you just and I think a lot of it I think as we get older our priorities shift you know and you, you know you get families or for me I just immerse myself in work in my my company my production company so I think that that's kind of, you know, when you're younger, you have all kinds of free time. So you just, you soak in everything you can. And now as you get older, you have responsibilities that sometimes supersede, um, you know, watching wrestling with your friends. So thank God for digital because you can watch it whenever you want now. But I find myself watching like New Japan a lot, uh, or I even watch like I've been watching the WWE Network. I've been watching like the classic Starcades and going back and looking at at all of the classic wrestling more so than I don't know for whatever reason I find the cl- the more classic stuff, Smoky Mountain wrestling, those kind of things. I find those more entertaining than I do the newer stuff. I don't know why that is. Maybe because everything is starting to look the same. Um, in certain areas or I don't know. So, um, but that my brain is wired a little bit differently than everybody else. So, I mean, I you know, I'm, I'm like, I'll oh, go ahead, Jeremy. I'm sorry. I was going to say, I'm, I, I understand where you're coming from, but I mean, I'm 40 years old and I still have my, no matter how good or bad the product is, we still get together every Monday night for raw and, yep. and hang out and, and make fun of what we see. I think, <laughs> uh, I, and I'm excited for, I honestly, with it being the road to WrestleMania starting tonight, I, I, I mean, we, we we were already on the off ramp to WrestleMania when we had to go through two other pay per views, but uh, with being, I think there's gonna be a lot of cool, especially thank God Retribution ended last night. I know that makes Eric Eric <laughs> real happy, uh, yeah, but yeah. yeah, I'm excited for that. But yeah, I mean, it just depends. I mean, I don't have to. I, I do most of my work during the day, so I do have the night off to be able to congregate with my friends and stuff. So, but it's I just it's every Monday, and we make fun of it. And that's, that's been the biggest challenge for me is that usually I work from eight or nine in the morning till, you know, nine or 10, 11 o'clock at night, because I'm working with, with studios on the West coast and they're three hours behind and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, and, and usually I binge watch wrestling on the weekends. I lay around and don't do anything. 
So, um, but you know, I do, you know, I sneak in it's not that I've totally cut everything out. I sneak in from time to time. I do watch the pay-per-views and things like that. Of course, if you don't follow the product on a regular basis, then you get to the pay-per-view and you're like, why are they fighting? I don't understand like, you know, what's going on, you know? So thank God for the recaps and the vignettes, you know, to speak more of what you were talking about, Daniel with OVW. Um, yeah, I'm trying to, I, for me, I would love when we do these Saturday pay-per-views, I would love to be able to tell that two or three minute story before every big match that we have that lets people know that maybe don't watch the product on a regular basis. What's led up to why these folks yeah. are getting ready to get in there and kill each other, you know? Um, so, and it's just been, I mean, I taught myself how to video edit, uh, I've been working on it since October because I can audio edit my way out of a, a paper bag. I mean, I can, I can manipulate audio like nobody's business video, a little different ball game. So I I, it's a learning, you. it's been a learning curve. Maybe I should have sent you the lost episode we recorded. Maybe you could have fixed it. I don't know, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you could have fixed this. I would be shocked if you got it working. Uh, You'd be surprised. Uh, You'd be surprised. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. He's, uh, that, I think. Well, first of all, let's uh, let, we've we've already peeked behind the curtain a little bit. So yeah. I want you to tell the story about uh, about Omar Amir going uh. to Cash's bar. <laughs> Uh, and how you were involved in at least part of that. Okay. Well, so um, we recorded those segments, um, and that was the very first thing they shot was Omar driving up to the bar, pulling in off the street, parking, getting out, walking up to the, the entrance of the bar to go in. Well, for whatever reason, none of the sound was recording. It was all blank. It was just video. So I had, they sent me the, the video and I had to go in and I actually built every piece of audio um, to recreate that scene. So the sound effects of cars driving by, Omar's car pulling in, you know, it kind of popped over a bit of a hump when it pulled into the, the, the parking lot. It stops, you know, you hear the, the sound effect of the door open, he gets out, slams the door shut, you know, you hear him walking, you're hearing all this ambiance in the background of a night escape kind of thing. You know, he opens the door to the bar. All of that I had to build from scratch because none of it was there. It was just, it was just silence. And nobody so I was, knew. And nobody knew. And I was proud of that. I'm like, I everybody thought that just was thought, awesome. yeah. So, I mean, it took me a, a couple uh, probably an hour and a half, two hours to build it all. But that's the thing. You like, you do stuff like that and nobody's the wiser and it just looks like you're, you know, but I know, and Eric knows, and now everybody else now knows. Everybody but. else knows. But. <laughs> I, it, I just wanted to give like you kudos because if you had told me, I wouldn't know. Yeah, it's it's things. And I love doing that kind of stuff. I mean, you know, you have to know your strengths and your weaknesses. And, you know, that's one of my strong things is mixing sound. You know, I, I do that for post-production companies in, in Los Angeles as well as being a, a VO actor. So, you know, you just like I said, they they said, hey, can you help us? We have nothing. And I'm like, sure, let me see what I can do. So it's just like I said, it's just being available to help out however you can, you know? So yeah, that's pretty cool. I was proud of that one. <laughs> I want to tube on a horn a little bit. Uh, one of the things that I'm always proud of is that, uh, when Jeremy, um, started his other podcast, I was producing that, um, uh, for a while and I would do some really cool creative stuff, you know, with the editing or whatever. Now, granted he's, I, I, I no longer producing it, but he, I've able to like give him a platform to kind of like do it his own thing with, with it but it was kind of cool to like he would send me stuff and like we need to do this this and i would play around and get it like 
he would go, man, that's, I don't know how you did it, but that's awesome. Thanks. <laughs> you know? Nice. And it would just be cool stuff to play with because it, it was one of those things where I'm doing this podcast, I'm listening, and I'm recording, know what we're, what we're talking about, what we're doing, so I know the edit spots when you yes. fix something or whatever. But that half the time, I was never part of it. I would get the file, and I would take it, and I'd be like, all right, I'd have to turn it around within a couple hours, and you know, and I would do it. You know, and it would be, um, I'd be impressed at what I could, what I could do uh, in those little times and those little things I would play with. So it's fun when you could take something like that and kind of mix it around. Yeah, I think that's what really makes folks, you know, like us stand out. Like you know, and I speak, I'm speaking of everyone here. Yeah, I think course. that you have to. If you, if I'm one of those people. If I don't know how to do something and I want to know how to do it, then I'm going to teach myself how to do it. And I think it's much easier now with the invention of the internet. You can go and watch tutorials and and do step-by-step stuff and learn new things. And I love that. So, I mean, I know I'm not a master at video editing as I am with audio, but I'm working toward that. And I think as I improve, you know, anything I can do to help improve the product, you know, it's great. And now I've learned another skill and it's about having a nice skill set that you can take with you wherever you go, whether it be OVW or or what, whatever uh, life may bring. You know, I mean, I would much rather be valuable and know a little bit about a lot than just know one thing and, you know, be useless when it comes to doing anything else at all, exactly. you know, exactly. and you, you just have to, you just have to make yourself valuable to, you know, to whatever business you're part of. So, so, you know, I got to ask this question because, you know, you've coming in, um, you know, from outs, I wouldn't say outsider, but you kind of were, you wasn't involved here in the last, uh, you've been involved with the last year, I guess. Right. So to speak. Or a yeah, since, since October, okay, you know, so, not even six months. <laughs> so this is episode 148 of the, of the, sh- of ringside. So episode 100, we had, um, you know, the great Al snow on. And it was our 100th episode, and he literally took us on a two-hour school session. It was pretty amazing. So anyone's ever sit in a room without snow for two hours, you're going to learn so much stuff about the wrestling business anyways. Yeah. So those of you listening, if you haven't heard the episode, go back and listen to it. AJ, I encourage you to do it too. Some of the stuff you probably already heard, but it's, it's such a good stuff. But one of the things I would like to ask, though, is that you know, being that you're now involved with Al and, and sitting in creative with him sometimes and sitting in different meetings and just – Watching him produce and and you know make um, you know uh, shoe polish from shit or whatever you know what I'm saying like <laughs> chicken shit into chicken salad yeah that stuff too <laughs> like the same that in seeing him doing that stuff like what what is some of the lessons that you've learned from this guy like this this like just you would you would you would think one thing and like oh my god but once Al told me this no way there's I totally don't think about like that anymore. Well, it's a, that's a little bit of a loaded question because I, you know, I, I, I'm one of those old school guys that, um, I don't want to say too much or the wrong thing and put it in a public forum because, um, you know, I, I think that, um, I don't, it's, it's like as a fan, you know, I, I approach things for me when I think of creative, I approach it from a fan point of view and for, I don't know. I just, I feel like, um, gosh. That's a hard question to answer, to answer, Daniel. Um, I feel like I never stop learning from Al, even because he put he says he puts so much information out at you at any given time. You don't always ingest it all. So, and he, luckily, he does come back and he revisits stuff from time to time, and then you get it on the second or the third time he has to tell it to you. Um, but it's 
it's always something new. I always find that I walk away from the creative meeting or from a TV taping with a new piece of knowledge and a new perspective of why we do things a certain way, whether it be whatever, you know, whether it be how we run the, the show or, you know, why this piece of creative is happening the way it is. Um, you get a different behind the scenes perspective inside than you do as a fan. Um, and I've learned that sometimes what doesn't make sense on television as a fan makes perfect sense in the psychology of why it's happening. And so that's, I, I, I'm so thrilled to be able to have the opportunity to learn that side of it. I know that's kind of a very vague answer, but um, I mean, Al's just, you know, he's been wrestling for so long and he's been in the business for so long and worked for so many amazing people. Um, he just really, he, he really has his finger on the pulse of, he just knows his stuff. And it's just a, I sound like a big kiss ass, but it's, it's an honor really to just be able to sit around him and, and soak that in. So um, yeah, I just, there's not really one thing I can take away other than wrestling is a complicated uh, sport. <laughs> it's, you know, everybody thinks, oh, I could go in there and, you know, I could, I could be the next big, big thing. And you know, I could be the next big wrestler. I could be the biggest manager on the planet or whatever. I'm the next Jim Ross. And it's not that easy. You know, Eric and I sit behind that commentary table and, you know, there's a lot more than just calling the action in the ring. You know, there, there, there's a lot that goes into producing a television show. I'm trying to guard my words. Um, and it's not as easy. If it looks easy, then people are doing their job. Yeah. I mean, you right. talk about between the two of us, we're like close to a half a century of radio experience, broadcasting experience, but we sit out there. And we learned something every single week that it was, this is not, you don't just sit down even with broadcasting experience and go, I'm going to call a wrestling match. Nope. Yeah. It's not that easy. And here's the thing too, on the rep side too, I, I'm, I'm guiding and teaching some of these young refs, certain things. And then I'll have a match and I'll go back and then I was like, Hey, and then I'm learning something. I'm like, Oh yeah. <laughs> then I'm, or, or getting, getting taught something too that. And then I turn around and can, share with the with the younger ref talent go hey guys this is you know don't do this don't do this and granted I, i've learned stuff through you know impact too as well through d'lo and uh, scott and, and brian hebner oh my goodness uh just so much but it's just it's just uh you're right though when you're out there producing television you're you're i'm constantly learning when i'm in that ring whether i'm in ovw impact or even in an indie show i'm learning something and i feel like if you're not learning something then um you wasn't paying attention you know, right. And if you ever get to the point that you think you've learned it, learned as much as you're ever going to learn or you know everything, then you really should find a new line of work exactly. because I I never stop learning. I, I mean, and what people have to realize is they're watching two things happen at one time. They're watching a wrestling show and they're also watching a live television show. So there are two things happening simultaneously that kind of have to meet in the middle and they don't always meet in the middle sometimes so one of the things and you know the reason why i got with um met with jeremy and and wanted to create this podcast years ago was the the fact that i would hear other podcasts of fans that i would like you don't know what the hell you're talking about shut the hell you know and because i would see things differently and i knew people in the business but it would drive me crazy but then as i got into the business even more and i was like holy cow i really i didn't even i 
even though I knew something then, I still didn't know. And then my my, my mindset changed even more. And so I, I'm a little more, we, you know, we sometimes shit on things we don't, or not, oh, I'm not shit on. We, 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 we talk about how, well, Jeremy's shaking his head. We talk about things <laughs> yeah. that disappoint us or that we really would like to see better or that frustrate us, frustrates us in the business. But I try, to my, I try my best to kind of have a little bit of a, give them a little bit of a leeway because I understand how hard it is to produce and do those kind of things. And to get people to, and more than likely the agents or producers probably told them to do something else and the wrestlers go out there and do something they were supposed to do too as well, which right. happens very regularly in, in all wrestling. So it's, you know, it's those kind of things too. You got to like, well, they, they may not have been told to do that or do this or whatever. So it's, it's, a, lot of, it's a lot of things to take in. And well, and you, you know, people have to understand too, you know, when, when folks get to the level of WWE or AEW, they've number one, they've, they've worked with producers to get them up to speed on how television works. And, you know, with OVW, um, you know, a lot of times we're, we find folks that have been wrestling on the indie circuit that don't do television. Uh, you know, they do house shows and they're wrestling in, you know, community gems and things of that nature. And so they've never been exposed to like the production or the television side of things. So you're really asking somebody to be a television personality per se in a certain way and also be an athlete and go in there and do what they, you know, they just do what they do, you know? So and, and, there's a learning curve, and, you know, and, and some people pick it up fast. Right. And the one thing too about, you know, you're dealing with, pro- there's produced television, pre, you know, uh, product, post-production, there's live television. We're doing live television too. And you don't right. think that comes a long way. Guys like Brian Pillman Jr., Ray Lynn, who are now getting shots to AEW do, working live. Right. You don't think that that, didn't help them out as far as what they did at OVW and, and guys, you know, taking that. So that way when Goddard's goes back, maybe, maybe Goddard's goes to another organization or maybe Tony Gunn gets another opportunity with impact or AEW or whatever it may be. You don't think that's working live TV is not going to help them. Dustin Jackson, all these guys that, that are, th- that are now doing this, you know, that cause, Hey, I've worked live TV and they might have a step above some of these indie guys that you may, they may be working in the indie for 10 years, but they didn't work live television, you know? Right. And there's a, help, there's a big difference. Big, difference, big difference. difference. And the thing too, about OVW that I love is that Al encourages, um, everyone to, to learn as much about everything in the arena as they can. Mm-hmm. So if you come in as a wrestler, you know, if, if you want to learn, how to work a camera or how to run audio. Like those opportunities are there. Um, Al encourages people to learn. And because he knows it's it, how important it is again, to be a Jack of all trades or a Jill of all trades be- and, yeah. and be valuable to a company. The best producers and agents are also former wrestlers and workers. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that, that understood all that and learned that aspect of it. Um, you know, you, and you look at someone like, for example, Josh Matthews. I know it's Jeremy's favorite person, but you look at Josh Matthews. Josh was a tried to be a wrestler, went to tough enough, you know, went on there, then obviously got an opportunity to do stuff outside of uh, the wrestling side, but do stuff in commentary, whatnot, and then produce. And then now he's one of the executive producers of Impact. So, I mean, it, you know, it's uh, and over the and he did many things in WWE too in that role as well and producer roles. So it just, you know, there's he had a longevity in the business because he didn't just say, well, you know, I'm, I'm focused on wrestling. He started looking at other things and realizing if I can't do this, then I can, what else can I do? And he's got a career out of it all, all this time. So Has he still got you blocked, Jeremy? Yes, but th- that's the thing about it. I love Josh <laughs> Matthews, and I just want to point out since that's Daniel had to bring person. him up. Yeah, but you're being facetious. We know how facetious, and you're, you're being kind of, 
a, a jackalope, but uh, <laughs> yeah, didn't realize there was heat there. What, 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 There's what, always heat between oh. me and him for one reason or another. Always. My body heat. <laughs> always you know you, you know when you uh, you're able to mute a conversation through uh through messenger on twitter man that's my best friend one day i muted the conversation because they they were getting heated and i said i muted for an hour because i'm working an hour <laughs> later right an hour later my phone just started going off again they were still going at it an hour later <laughs> oh, you don't understand what chat. it's like with these two you think we go back and forth a lot on tv forget it man <laughs> Then, I know. I still. What's funny been, is that we're cutting promos on each other and, and arguing over something or whatever. And then at the end, of it, we're like, "All right, I love you, man. Love you too. All right, see you lunch next week. Whatever." Like we're just. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I still haven't figured out how to mute Cornish yet, though. That's the yeah. thing. At least you can mute the conversation. Just wait. So. Just wait. You, love, you know, you love my dad jokes and my Dusty Roads impersonation. I do. Oh, I live for your Dusty Roads imp- impersonation. I that never gets old. <laughs> can we hear can we hear a little bit of it yeah we gotta hear uh, it we gotta hear it now uh just tune into over, overdrive baby just turn in, <laughs> tune into overdrive he only we does get, it during the cal hero we, matches so i know get funky that like a monkey i'm trying to get cal on the main show all the time because if he's on overdrive the, the, he's going into his dusty roads impersonation speaking of that's another guy earlier we talked about opportunities and stuff shout out to cal hero who who's went to you know somebody who you know, it's been around a lot of these guys, and a lot of the main. I mean, everybody knows Cal Hero because of his dad and, and being the promoter, and have seen Cal grow up. But Cal goes this opportunity to go to Impact, and what does he do? He's he's running and getting coffee. He's you know mopping the floor. He's picking up stuff. He's doing whatever, and then you know opportunities, other things pop up. And go, hey, Cal, would you like to do this? And they're like, he's like, sure. So then you won't. You'll see it in a couple of weeks. Cal's like front and center in something that's really big and Cal's right there because of oh, all wow. because of what he does. So uh shout out to Cal for, you know, you know, taking taking advantage of opportunities and that's all but that's all that matters. What a cool young man. I mean to really to just be fresh out of high school and following his dream and to, you know, move out and do his own thing. I mean, listen, he's got a, a let's face facts, he's probably has an a harder uphill battle than most because Everybody's going to say, oh, well, he's just going to get a free ride because of who his dad is. But Cal works his ass off. And, and he's a true student of the game. I mean, nothing's, nothing's being handed to Cal in any way, shape, or fashion. That kid is working and clawing for everything and every opportunity that he's been given. And again, like you said, it's about making yourself valuable and doing whatever you need to do to help out in any way you can. It's about attitude too. Attitude. And there's having a great attitude and they, they're not there anymore. And, and uh, I'm not saying not only attitude, but kids, I mean, he got himself over, you know, and that's, that's one of the biggest things in, in this, this sport is that you got to get, go out there and get yourself over. And there's plenty of guys who try to do it every time. There's guys that go out there and go through the motions. There's, you know, there, everybody has a different way of trying to go about it. But in a short time here, he went out there and got over because mm-hmm. you can sit there and you can listen to the crowd when he comes out. They're into him. 
they they love him. And that's and, him. Uh, he lives that 24 yeah. hours. Like this kid 100%. loves 80s music. He's a huge George Michael fan. I mean, he knows more about the 80s than I Dude do. Dude wasn't even born and in the 90s. Yeah, like I lived <laughs> through it. He wasn't even alive for it. And he knows yeah. more than I do. Yeah. Like, what the hell? I think it was funny. We were talking about uh, something and uh, he was like, oh, I wasn't even. What, what were we talking about? Something in WC, maybe when WCW, uh, when, when that whole happened or something like that. He goes, oh, I wouldn't even born yet and we're like what <laughs> it was like right after the demise of wcw and the start of tna or something it was like oh, that, no. that era he goes like yeah i wasn't even born yet and i'm like what the and i'm and i get he, thinking you are only 18 it is 2021 so i guess don't that knock the wind out of your sails it's like oh man uh yeah that's crazy but but anyways, uh, before we before we wrap up here, um, AJ again, I appreciate you coming on. I'll, you want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Collar and Elbow. I'm wearing the shirt. I know we're not doing video. We're doing video, but we're not recording video. But I'm wearing the this is my gimmick shirt, Collar and Elbow. When you go to CollarandElbowBrand.com, use promo code RingSound, all capital letters. You save ten percent, and you're supporting and helping the RingSound pod- podcast out in the process. They got some great wrestling apparel, some new things that dropped, including. Some classic old Federation and New Generation era type logos with color oh, nice. on it. Go get it. Use promo code Ringside and be on the lookout because I got the thumbnail. I'm the link is going to go up soon. There is a special, special edition of special referee Daniel Spencer arm sleeve zebra color nipple shirt. Oh no! Here soon. Yes. Yes. Oh, God. You've got to get it. Trust me. You're going to want this shirt. I'm telling you, I'm going to give you nickels worth of free advice. You're going to want this shirt. That's all I'm saying. If I wanted a shirt with one sleeve longer than the other, I'd just go to TJ Maxx, man. I'm just... (laughs) (laughs) uh, Totally kidding. And for our next sponsor, TJ Maxx. (laughs) (laughs) TJ Maxx. No, but... uh, I mean, of course, they can always get ProWrestlingTees.com slash Dana Spencer t-shirts, but we're going to have a car with Collar and Elbow exclusive, you know, and it's, um, you know, I'm telling you, it's, uh, you know, it might uh, make you dance. He can have a t-shirt. Any of us can have a t-shirt, man. It might. Be, <laughs> hey, you might put, you might, speaking of the 80s, you might throw on some Huey Lewis when you're, when you're wearing this shirt. Who knows? Oh, no. Hey, speaking of the 80s, look what I p- picked up from Best Buy today. Oh, yes. Boombox. That's wow. Wow. That is a that is a uh, headbanger style boombox right wait, there. Wait, wait, were me and you talking about this or something, Jeremy? This boombox. Yes. Okay, because I, I was like, yeah. I, I remember seeing it. And ta- I, okay, all right, all right. So I, I, I was like, I know, and you were like, I'm going to get that at the uh, when the stimmy comes. There you go. So that's- <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I found look, and I found all my old mixtape cassettes I used to make for girls. In other words, last night. So I'm like, yeah, I'm pulling the trigger today. Oh wow! Slow jams. Oh yeah! <laughs> I didn't even know they still made those things. Jeez! It's like a it's like an updated version. Does it have Bluetooth in it too now? It does have Bluetooth in it as well. But yeah, it's just like just like the one I had growing up. So that is so I can't cool, wait man. To get it out of the box. Yeah. Um, awesome. Well, let it breathe. As uh, uh, <laughs> major major podcast network says, uh, shout out to those guys too as well. Um, 
we're always like every time I see. By the way, every time I see them, I, I, I I've never talked. I've never been. Uh, I've always been weird. Like when I talk to, to grown men and talk about toys, and they're like, kind of, certain people give you this look. Those guys were sitting there bigger than I am as far as huge, and we're just talking about toys. And it's like here we are, thirty some well, old guys talking about toys. Yeah, this is the part. This is the part that uh, got cut out of last uh, episode. But you need to tell Brian Myers. He needs to come back for a season two of the Figure Wrestling Federation. If he doesn't, I mean, I might just have to take his place. Anyways, AJ, where can they find you on social media? Where can they get you all at? Oh, they can find me on Twitter, uh, AJOVW. Um, and if you're interested in my, my voiceover career, they can go to AJMcKayCreative.com and you can hear all of the different stuff that I've worked on over the years. I mean, you pretty much, if you've listened to the radio or television, uh, watch TV in the last... 20 years you've heard me at some point you just didn't know it was me speaking of that we were just talking about the figure wrestling federation and uh one day i was i, I texted him and i said hey so you were on the uh the major uh figures podcast and he was like what i'm like well just in the middle of spotify one of his ads just popped up in yeah. the middle of their show talking about uh talking about ups or something so yeah it's like i i do those everywhere. things you can't get away from it it's crazy i do them and like two months later they run and i've forgotten that they you know that right. they do i'll be watching television and then i pop on and i'm like when did i do that and did i get paid for it <laughs> oh yeah that's right yeah so it's there's no rhyme or reason <laughs> have you done a movie trailer before um, yeah, low, like lower budget stuff. I'll do like, I haven't done because nowadays most, if you watch trailers, there really isn't a VO until the, very end. until the very end, you know, yeah. it'll say now playing or, you know, streaming live on Hulu. And you know, that's about it. There's no more <laughs> in a world. Yeah. There's no more in a world. Don LaFontaine, uh, rest his soul. Um, you know, no, but they don't do the big movie trailer voices anymore. So oh, well, yeah. Need to bring it back. I like it. Uh, I wish they would. That's a, it's great money. Yeah. <laughs> I was watching the, uh, by the way, shout out, one of the coolest Netflix uh, documentaries that I've watched recently is The, the Last Blockbuster. Have you seen that yet? Yep. Yeah. Just finished it last night. It's good stuff, man. It's good. It makes me want to go to um, Bend, Oregon, just to go to Blockbuster. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm so that guy. Rent you a Betamax. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm, I, if they had a blockbuster down the street, I would still rent there. I would still do it. I'm okay with having it. I'm, I mean, I, I'm, I'm going to throw this one out too since we're talking about appointment watching. Has anybody seen You Cannot Kill David Arquette? Yes, I have. No, I haven't seen it. No. That's that's good. That's on Hulu. Yeah, Definitely really watch good. that. Yeah, it's really good. Um, a, lot of, a lot of friends of the show is on that. Yes. On that, yeah. On that Quite well. a few. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, as always, you can get us all on the Podcast Avenues, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, um, or uh, iHeartRadio, or just go to ringsidepodcast.com. Basically, anywhere podcast is at, we are there. Or you can always get us through Fired Up Network as well through Canada and uh, the Buffalo, New York area. We appreciate our, our buddies there that uh, and our partnership with them. Uh, you can get us on the social media, the Twitter, the Instagram, and the Facebook, at Ringside Podcast. And individually on Twitter, I'm at Daniel Spencer. At Jeremy underscore CSC. And at Eric on the air. All right, AJ, one more time. Where are you at on Twitter? I'm all things AJ OVW or AJ McKay Creative. They can just Google me and I I my SEO is pretty good actually. I'm I'm not mad about my my web guy. He's good. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> yeah, so it's AJ McKay Creative for the VO thing and AJ OVW for uh, Twitter and Facebook. I don't do Instagram because who wants to see me on camera? 
I think we just started following each other. Your mom does, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my mom, except for my mom. Could you tell Eric to trade you places? Because I can't see you on TV, only him. Like, mom, that's not how any of this works. Nobody's really trying to look at either of us. Just It's it's AJ McKay OVW. AJ AJ McKay OVW, yeah. It's it's fairly, I just started it because, you know, people are like, where's the wrestling stuff? I'm like, oh, you're on the VO page. So I had to create one. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, AJ McKay, and it's McKay uh, with a K. Uh, M-C-K-A-Y. M-C-K-A-Y. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. M-C-K-A-Y. Correct. All right. All right, guys. Uh, thanks uh, for listening. Thank- now following. AJ, thank- yep. thanks, uh, man. Uh, I'm sorry, following. Uh, thanks for <laughs> thanks for listening. <laughs> I'm just playing. Thanks for listening. Uh, as always, in the meantime of between time. Until next time, you can catch us ringside. Where we'll be sitting at the table, baby, and it'll be live and funky like a monkey. I give up. <laughs> See ya.